0: We're doing a panel, and this conversation is basically we're going to be discussing singlehood and preparing for marriage. So all you single folks out there, and those of you that plan on getting married, and those of you that are married, and those of you that aren't, maybe you want to one day, maybe you don't even know what's going to happen, but it's good to have this knowledge, amen. And uh, we have, well, we have special guests here. We have uh, yours truly, Kathy and Luis Olivares. Come on up here. We know who they are amen they've been kathy's been serving eight years hallelujah four were volunteer so let's you know let's teach we know we know kathy and lewis he's been serving for three years now and we love him they've been married last week was their one year anniversary so let's give it up for them hallelujah and then we have christina and david torrente love them They've been serving here for six years, hallelujah, and they've been married for 25 years, so they can definitely teach us a lot. Come on up here, and we're excited because um, today's gonna be, I mean, who was here last week or heard last week, my parents, when they were talking about marriage, and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, It was a blessing, uh, learning and just uh, having having real knowledge about it. We know this is the month of love, and, uh, you know, we all... Well, know, there's, there's relationships are relationships, right? And it's good to have knowledge on this topic, and it's good to have knowledge on being single, and on your plans for being married. So we have a special service for you today, for those of you online, those of you that are here, and I believe that the Spirit of God, amen, is going to take total control. As a matter of fact, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this moment. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in control of this service Have your way. Use us, Father, as your vessels, Lord, for your people. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. So we have a couple of questions, and we're going to have them discussing. And it's going to be a nice, uh, uh, we're going to have a great time here this morning, guys. And I'm excited that this type of service is also, you know, we're hanging out discussing as if we're hanging out in your living room, guys. Okay, so... um, let's uh let's start with the first question and um, yeah let's get to it the first one what does intimacy with God look like in your daily life I'll start from yeah from this let's go let's let's start amen
1: well intimacy is is everything uh the Bible says that the word is food for the soul so unless you get the word in you every day it's hard to deal with daily life um, life is going to throw us in all different directions that's for sure but with the word you can get through it you know the Bible says that without the word we can't please God and one thing I learned from a really famous preacher is little word little faith little faith you don't get God's blessings so i try to practice that every morning by waking up really early and uh those who know me will find me somewhere in a mall with my car all by myself praying uh praying and just uh, reading and just having intimacy with god yeah
0: yeah that one-on-one time is extremely important when you're intimate you know the intimacy with god is 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 extreme is, is is the most important i mean uh, right after jesus dying on the cross for us and resurrecting and us receiving him as our lord and savior then comes a time you have that one-on-one uh that you need to have with god that's how you can get intimate with god amen go ahead and if you want to if anyone else wants to add anything on to that like for example if you don't have this is like a sub question to this if you don't have a good relationship with god how do you expect to have a good relationship with others can I answer the question? Go ahead. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> so, um,
2: yes. So I was talking to a really dear friend of mine a few days ago, and, uh, and uh, I was telling her that you can't give out something you don't have yourself in, right? So the question is, if you don't have God, uh, if you don't have a good relationship with God, how do you expect to have a good relationship with others? So first of all, God is love, right? Um, you, you need to have uh, a commitment with God first, because if you're not able to have a commitment with God first, how are you expecting to have commitment towards someone, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, or anything in your life? Um, that's, that's, uh, I think that's a very important aspect of intimacy with God, commitment.
3: And I'm going to piggyback on that answer because it was, it was right on. Um, so this whole month for, for us, at least, um, we're focusing on one phrase, which is, if you love God, you love people, right? So um, in accordance to that, you know, the Bible, the Bible is our, 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 our bread and butter as Christians, amen? Bible for me, basic instructions before leaving earth. You can't be even more... Plain and straight than that. And the word of God, in in listening to that, says in John 15, 12, and 13, it says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. We have to love God. God is love. We can't call ourselves Christians and love and then come to a place like church and maybe not give love. Maybe not show love. Maybe not show, you know how God is through our actions. Our testimony speaks loads, so that's pretty much it.
0: Amen. Yeah, here it says in Matthew 22, let's put it up there, 22:37 37 through 38. It says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all, I love that word all, I'm, making, I'm doing that on purpose as you can see, all your soul and with all your mind and this is very important, and as you see, it says, and, and verse 38 says, this, put it there, this is the great and first commandment, right there, so it's very important what you just brought up, Kathy, and I think that we're all, uh, you have to have all, you have to be really devoted to it, all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, that is the first and great commandment, That is incredible, and it's so true. Once you love God, you really know because God is love. And how can you give love to someone else if you don't even have that intimacy, which is a question, initial question, and that love that you have with God, and you see that, you will be able to portray it to someone else. Amen? I think that that's extremely important. Say amen, church. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and once again, yeah, so you can't, if you don't love yourself If you don't love yourself, how could you love someone else? And there's a lot of people that are in relationships, and we see it on a day-to-day. And I'm not saying anyone that's in here, maybe someone in here, one of you watching me online, but I can guarantee you know someone that there may be in a relationship, but when they themselves are torn apart. And instead of giving love, they're giving their pain. They're giving their struggles. They're giving their hardships. And that happens because they don't have that intimacy with God. They don't really know what love is in the first place. So if you don't know what love is, how can you even give love? How can you expect your love and your relationship to be, can it last and be pure? And that is the key. Amen. All right. That's awesome. Anything else anyone wants to add before we get to the next question?
4: Hello. Good morning, everyone. Um, going back to the intimacy, um, for me personally, intimacy is my lifeline. Intimacy is my relationship. You know, it's, it's me communing with the Lord God and the Lord communing with me. And that happens, you know, by me hearing from him, making the time to hear him, making the time to have a quality time set aside with him and that's a discipline those are disciplines you know it says the word says that jesus came to give his grace upon grace and to me it's like there are certain disciplines that enables us to reach another level and another grace and another grace and get closer and closer and closer and we need to make that decision you know it doesn't come naturally we need to make the time intimacy to me i have to wake up early for me early works better because everyone's out and that's when I sit. And a new discipline that I'm starting is that I'm starting to just be in silence. Like I will start with a little verse from a psalm. And I would just think about it, meditate on it, and just sit and listen to what he's got to say to me. 30 minutes. I turn my phone off. Nobody's out. My dogs, I even, even my cat distracts me because he jumps on my table. So I have to like, everybody's out. I sit outside on the bench far away. And I just meditate on the psalm. And I just, in silence, and I just sit there for 30 minutes at least. I have a little old-fashioned clock because I need to keep the time at track. And I just sit there. And surprisingly, um, what I've been experiencing is that throughout the rest of the day, I hear, because that's, that's what I long for. I want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because He is our guide. He is, he's the one right now. He's our counselor. So, as, as I learn to tune out all the other noise, and I make myself available to hear, you know, to tune into that frequency. You know, when you have like a, those old radios, when you just were looking for those zzzz until you get that, th- and you hear something. You know, and that's what I've been noticing lately. You know, that throughout the day, you know, I, I ask a question. Lord, what do you think about this? What about, what do you, I have to do this thing. What do you think? And I, I I hear in my in, inside, you know, guidance and the counsel. So it's intimacy, is is amazing. It's real, and we need to develop it.
0: Amen.
2: Amen. Pastor, I can I add something? Yeah, go ahead. This yes. is why we're here. So um, in the in the first part where it says love yourself, I think there's that, that's a lot of there's a lot of issues regarding that matter because um, I feel like most of the people haven't for given themselves, in a sense. John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world, which means Jesus is love. He was a gift for love for us, right? So if Jesus is love and if he's our our, our, our ticket for forgiveness and now he lives inside of us, we need to realize what we already have inside of us, which is love and acceptance, which is forgiveness, right? Right? So if we can't forgive ourselves, how can we be able to love someone else? We need to forgive ourselves first, recognize that God, Jesus lives in us, and all those aspects also live in us, and therefore
0: love for someone else can come into the picture. That's a very good point. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm learning right now. I'm being fed, so amen. You better receive these words of knowledge because this is the truth. Because the first step is forgiving yourself. And then you can really begin to be intimate with God. Because if you have that in your, in your conscience, in the back of your mind, which is, again, what the enemy wants, for you to not forgive yourself. Because then when you don't forgive yourself, you won't advance. Because then how can I truly experience the love of God when the first step is to forgive? He forgave you. Now it's time for you to forgive yourself. Oh, come on. Yeah. Amen. And then you can really experience that love. And then once you can have that intimacy with God at the full level, once you've forgiven yourself, now you have that full level, that full intimacy, then you'll really know what it is to love. Because then you have love living in you, dwelling in you. Then you can portray that love. Amen. Hallelujah. Next question. Hallelujah. All right. This is good. Now, what's your first response As a couple, when you face an obstacle. I like this one. I think, yeah, let's let the veterans, you know, at least for hearing this, they're 25 years married. I I can't wait to listen to hear this one.
1: You know, in the Old Testament, in uh, the book of Judges, in fact, in the last chapter, it said uh, when Israel had no king, they basically did whatever was good in their own eyes. And uh, when we started doing that, it didn't turn out too well. So when we face obstacles today, as believers, as Christ followers, number one, we pray. You first pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Okay? So number one, you pray. You get together. You realize, how did we get into this mess in the first place? And then you go through it knowing that somehow, some way, God is gonna get you through it. And at the end of the day, he gives us victory. It's a promise. So you got to, number one, acknowledge that there's an issue. Number one, you gotta put it all in God's hands. God says, cast all your cares upon me before, because I care for you. So we have to, number one, know with that intent that whatever obstacle we have in our marriage, in our family, in our finances, in our health, fill in the blank. Put it all on God's shoulders because he cares for you and he's going to get you through it. And uh, at the end of the, he never promised us that we weren't going to have issues, but he promised us that he was going to get us to the other side. And that's how we do, that's how we deal with it.
4: I guess to add to that, how do we deal, us too, when obstacles show up? You know, like, it depends. If something pops up and we're on our own separate ways, like, the obstacle shows up to me and he doesn't know yet. You know, like he said, first thing is, boom, Lord, you know, what what's going on? You know, we, we connect with him. You know, we go to him. And and what I wanted to add is, by the way, you know, you know the Lord, the Bible says that, you know, I mean, I was reading in... Um, 1 Samuel 36, when David was greatly distressed, you know, when um, he was about to face wars and what have you, and he was greatly distressed, it says. And distresses come. You know, we've in our 25 years almost, we've seen a whole bunch of it, and um, some of you know more about it. Nick, you know, he's been there. <laughs> and uh, it's been rough. You know, distresses do come. You know, life is not always an easy ride. And um, as a single person, it's been rough. As a marriage, per- you know, as, um, as a couple, it's been very rough. <laughs> but with God, you know, one thing that I've, what, that I've learned is that we need to be prepared. Because it's like we're going to a battlefield, you know. And if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, you need to be ready all the time. You know, armor of God. Like Albert, you know, you always like to talk about the armor of God. So when... The enemy comes, whatever it looks like, you know, a stress or an obstacle, whatever. You know, it, it's an attack. It could be an uh, uh, an attack from from any any kind of anything. And basically, the first thing is, you know, we we are facing it, and we need to be prepared. We need to be fully armored. You know, with it. that's in Ephesians chapter six. You need to have the whole equipment, and um, and so that way, you know, I I first. Act, attack and encounter it on my own, me and the Lord. We pray about it. And when we're together, the minute that we get together and we connect, prayer, we pray together. We pray about, you know, whatever it is. And even if the emotion at the moment, you know, you feel like, you know, it's crazy, but there's power in prayer. Amen. Prayer moves the hand of God. Prayer, um, the Bible says in First Timothy, we pray According to God's will, we know that he hears us, and it also says, and if we know that he hears us, now faith comes into play. That's why the whole armor is important. Faith, truth, helmet, salvation. Um, you know, we need to be clothed. It says, if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked to him. Yeah. So if we're in tune, and we have that intimacy part in place, whatever comes your way, you know, it's not, it's not easy, but you fight it. If you fight it on your own, and if you're a couple, then you learn to fight it together. And uh, and it's you know, I mean, so far, praise God, you know, we've been we've been overcoming a lot of obstacles that have come our way. So, not impossible.
2: So, guys, also the Bible says, "No weapon sh- uh, that's formed against us shall prosper." Correct. Amen. So, when when obstacles come our way, we really don't dwell on them anymore. We just we, we recognize uh, that God is the center of our lives, so we don't have to worry about anything. God is in control. The only thing you need to do is just pray. Um, what 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 else we do? Um, how do you say? So
3: it? we come into agreement with God first, and then we come into agreement with each other. Because what it looks like being married is completely different when you're single. It's you can't independently think that, well, I'm, I'm this way, and he's like this, and he's gonna change, or she's gonna change for me. That doesn't work. <laughs> and we face that our first year of marriage, being that I do certain things here at church, and he is the head of the household. There has to come that line of respect where we have to die to whatever titles we might hold, to our pride, to our egos, whatever that looks like in your lives and we come into agreement with God because everyone should come into agreement with God, and then we come into agreement with each other. We've always decided that when we're facing something, let's say it's a decision that we have to make, um, we don't speak for one another. We come into agreement first. That's always been the best solution from you know what we've experienced. And um, we normally know that it's God because he gives us peace. It's like we're in sync with the peace that he gives us that surpasses. All understanding.
2: Guys, and it's also surprising the, the, the amount of uh, married couples that are Christian, that are getting into divorce. I was just telling uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Torrente that um, your marriage is a reflection of your journey with Christ. If you guys, if you guys are, are in trouble with your marriage, you need to examine it yourselves and, and ask yourself the question, how is my journey with God every single day? Yeah. Oh my God, this is, Boom. This is so. This is one of the most important questions in, 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 this, in this.
1: Can I can I add so, can I add something there? Um, as men, and I guess we were talking a little bit about men, um, need to understand that that women are different. They don't think like us, and women need to understand that men don't think like them.
0: Yeah. That's, another, that's another preaching completely they're other not, series. They're, 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 yeah.
1: And And uh, the minute we start understanding how the other person thinks, we can start making adjustment in our lives. See, we come from, everybody, when they get into a marriage, you, bring, you come in from a different household. You might have had great parents. You might have not had great parents. You have different experiences in life. And all of a sudden, your spouse comes in with different experiences. There's going to be an explosion, guys. There's going to be an explosion. So, the more you learn how to um, put away your uh, self-suppositions, your your pride, and all that stuff, and start to understand how the other person thinks, you'll start to develop a better and better relationship. That's a yeah. promise. And that took a while for us, by the way. That didn't happen overnight. As believers, it takes a while. But you keep going, you keep going, you keep learning, you keep getting close to God. You understand his word. You, you soak up. God in his word talks so much about marriage. You just got to, as Christina says, learn to listen yeah. and, and do it.
0: No, amen, and and I was going to, I mean, this was, that was, in, that was incredible, that whole, uh, well, this topic that we just brought up, this question, amen, um, and then leading back to uh, what she was saying, uh, the prayer and being silent, and and look at this verse right here, that it, it, it just, it impacted me how, uh, how sometimes even myself, like I'm receiving right now, hallelujah. And I know within my marriage as well, there's things that I need to implement. We all can do things to better ourselves. And sometimes whether you're married or not, prayer and your connection with God, we all need to do that. However old you are, if you're married, not married, divorced, single, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. We all need it. We all need to listen from our lifeline. He's our lifeline. Amen. And Sometimes we're talking so much or thinking about so many things so much. And, um, and I know this happens to me at times that we forget to just shut up, <laughs> be quiet, be still, and know that I'm God. Yes. And look what it says here, too, in Matthew 6, 6. And it's great because it says here, how much, how much, look what it says here. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. And pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you. Answer prayers. Bless you. Give you uh, revelation, knowledge, understanding, discernment. This is knowledge right here, guys. Pay attention and grasp this. Those of you watching me live as well. And it's good that part. Go into your room. Shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret right there it's saying get to a place turn off your phones that's right get into a place of quietness where no one is going to call you where you don't have to worry about your work or you don't have to worry about anything and just be still and pray you and him alone that's good that's incredible and you will be rewarded. Someone say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's get to the next one because we're running out of time. We could be talking about this all day. Hallelujah. Who's receiving this morning? Come on, church. Amen. Say amen. Put your hands together. Now, it all boils down to this. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's the truth. And look at this, what it says here. The last question. Is God at the center of your relationship. All right, guys, take it away. Take the floor.
4: Is God at the center of your relationship? Okay, well, God is, it says in Romans, I was reading that last night, you know, that he has poured his love in us already. So he lives in us. He's fully in us. And the fruits of the spirit, I was talking to Minister Martha last night the fruits that flow out from that presence in us, they are the ones that are the, make up the DNA of any relationship that we have with each other. Yeah. So is he the center of our relationship? Definitely. Because if he was not the center, and we had this argument years ago when we were having a really bad time in the first years of marriage, you know, if God is not in the middle, if he's not the glue between us, and it's not going to work. So... The, is he the center? If we've been married 25 years, he has been the center. Now, he's always been there. We might have not been around the center at all times, you know, at times, but he's always been there. And somehow, because of his great mercy and he's so compassionate and so full of love, that he always somehow brings us back like a magnet. He brings us back, he pulls us back, and, and uh, yes, I mean, we, would, we wouldn't be married if he wasn't the center. You know he, he has to be the center of each one individually and of us as a couple. That's, I mean So
0: yeah, so you're saying when, before when you guys were dating, was he the center?
1: Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um,
1: again, uh, as I just to remind us in the last chapter in Judges, when Israel had no king. Mm-hmm everybody thought was was right in their own eyes and that's what was happening with us god yes we i believed in god but i didn't have he was not my king and if god is not your king then you won't follow you can just do as much as you can on your own strength but at the end of the day you're going to do what you think is right and usually when we think with our flesh it doesn't turn out to right, it turns out very wrong, and it was a battle. But thank by the mercy of Jesus, who is relentless, he chases us. He is relentless to us and he never gave up on us. Yeah. And uh, when the, once we received Christ and we started following Christ and we started obeying him, not with, not with perfect, you know, so many times people think that when we become Christians, problems stop that's not true that's a that's a lie from the pit of hell he never promised us that we would not have problems but he promised us that he was going to get us through it so we have to just hang on to jesus hang on to his word fellowship with the holy spirit daily allow him to rule allow him to be our king and then we can start making progress and progress and here we are 25 years later
3: so we actually met here at church <laughs> so there is hope for all you singles out there hey. i was a type of person that would say no i don't i don't think i could meet the man that god has for me at church and i closed my own doors so just like tip 101 it's so important with what you declare, what comes out of your mouth, there is power in what you decree, our pastors say all the time. So I closed my own door on that until I died to myself and I said, you know what? Vision board okay and I put it on my vision board. I remember 2019 going into 2020 what type of man I wanted and I put this whole poem like it was it was awesome and during pandemic is when I met my husband. We have a long story but just because of time going into what it says is God at the center of our relationship absolutely for the fact that if he wasn't we wouldn't be here today we always heard before when we were in that fiance mode that the first year of marriage was going to be the hardest and we're like yeah well you know what if God is for us who can be against us but like you really live out those verses that first year and then in my head I'm like Looking at every married couple, I'm like, ooh, they knew. They just didn't say anything like, ooh. Like, you know, like, man, if I would have known. I, but everyone has their, their different experience, for sure. If God wasn't in the center of our relationship, um, I, honestly, I don't think we would be together today. And we've only been together for a year because of everything that we went through and will go through because every season is different for everyone. Um, so... Yes.
2: Guys, there's one thing that my beautiful wife always tells me. This is something that really got stuck in my mind back in the day. When we used to fight about something, she used to tell me a lot, you need to meet me in the middle. Because if you, if you imagine a line, right? We say uh, Christ is our foundation, yeah. correct? He's in the middle of our relationship. And each one of us is at um, one of the opposite ends, opposite ends yeah. right? If one of the persons wants to come to the middle, but the other one stays in the place, full of pride, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be unbalanced. It's going to fall. But when both can meet in the middle, nothing happens because it's perfect balance. That's what you need to apply every day in your life as a married couple. And just in the future, for reference, when you get your spouse,
0: when God allows you to meet them it's some good stuff church you should i mean you guys come on now this we gotta we we gotta we gotta we have to watch this again for sure it's being recorded this is good information and amen uh i'm gonna add to this because here it says on uh matthew 7 i want you to check this out because the center is extremely important and as uh we were discussing and it's up to you who is your center like you said, you could have been saved, but if you put something before God, you don't put God first. You think that something physical is your center. O sea, there's, listen, sex is something that is a God-ordained. O sea, he has called us, when it's in marriage, to multiply, be fruitful. But what's the problem? When you think that your physical can actually be the center, I promise you there'll be problems. And the Spirit of God told me to reveal that to you guys now. And we're adults here, and we can discuss these kind of topics. But God has to be your center, not a feeling. Yeah, that's right. Come on, someone. We're adults in this place, and we have to understand that that's a plus. That's a ramification, but the center is God. That's what's going to keep your marriage together, not a physical feeling. Hallelujah. We can talk as adults here, church. Tell me, say amen. 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 All right. This is part of life. Don't let someone... And it doesn't have to be a physical feeling. It could be an emotional feeling as well. And don't allow those emotions and don't... You can't think that your spouse is going to be the answer to a successful marriage. Whether it's physical or emotional. And it's good that they give us some certain needs that we have physically and emotionally. But the answer to a good, successful, long, full, happy marriage is Christ it's god god will be there for you god's the one that's gonna brighten your uh, vision your focus the love you have for someone else god is love and it's great that you have your partner it's great that you have that emotional support but that will only get you so far if you put that above god yeah. amen? amen now speaking put your hands together amen yeah, yeah. hallelujah Look what it says here, though, and this is great because this is is really the center. Whether you're in a relationship or not, God needs to be the center of your life. God needs to be number one. God needs to be your foundation. Look what it says here in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Pay attention, church. This is good everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell these are the storms ladies and gentlemen and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock And everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rain falls and the floods come and the winds blow and beat against that house, it will fall and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So ladies and gentlemen, God needs to be the center. God needs to be your rock. Don't try to build your house on anything other than the rock because not only will you fall, but you will fall greatly. It will be ugly. It will be disastrous. And I know I'm speaking to a church here that maybe you have made these mistakes before. Maybe you have put your desires over God's desires. Maybe right now some of you watching me are saying, "Wow, I need to put God in the center." The beautiful thing is, you're here today, you're still breathing. God still sits on the throne. He loves you. You can repent and adjust your life. Amen. And you can make a difference. Make God the center of your life. Amen. He is the rock. And I want to build my house. Who in here? Who in here wants to have God as their foundation? Who wants to build their house on a rock? Someone say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Put your hands together, church. Amen. And that is the truth. We need to understand. That on the God is the center. God is the one that's gonna give you uh uh, you will have everything you will be successful in all areas of your life when he's the center. Whether it's whether it's the day that you're looking for someone, and I liked how you guys said uh, you know, it's kind of like an equilibrium, right? You have that balance, one, you know, he'll he'll teach you how to do the he'll he'll the spirit of God is your GPS, he's your lifeline. You put that God in the center. I'm telling you, there is going to be some issues, there is going to be pollen, but whether you're single, he'll help you find the right one. Whether you're married, he'll help you sustain it. He'll help you get through obstacles that will come because you put him as the foundation, as the rock. And where there's rock, I don't care how much rain, how much flood, how much wind, how much whatever, your house is not going to fall. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, wow, guys! we ran out of time right now um i want let 's all stand up, put it, give it up for for our guests. <laughs> Amen, hallelujah. But before we close i want I want to do a I want to do an altar call, and I want the worship team well I mean you guys were already up here, but other than that um, to come up because I really believe that today i 'm going to do a call for two things this morning, and you know what um. Uh, we want to. We want to. Pr- let's 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 pray for, for for these individuals, and I want you guys to help me uh, pray for them. I'm gonna do a call uh, this morning, and the Spirit of God was talking to me as we were. Um, I'm sure he's spoken. He's been speaking to all of us. Amen. Um, but in this regard, I want to do a call because in order for you to truly have unbreakable love, you need to first forgive yourself. And I feel like there's some people in here that need prayer and those of you that are watching me live as well maybe there's something that happened in your past maybe it's something that you've done maybe it's something uh in your relationship that you may need to forgive each other about I don't know something that maybe one of you whether you're single or whether you're married or whether you're dating whatever it is or you may be engaged Maybe there's some, something or someone has done something to you in your past that you just have had that grudge and that unforgivingness and you can never forgive because of what X person did to you or maybe the person sitting next to you did to you. Or maybe what a loved one did to you or maybe what someone, like I said, in your past did to you and you haven't really let it go. Or maybe something you did to yourself. Maybe something you did against God. I just know there's so many different avenues, so many different angles, so many different issues that we face, whether it's what someone did to you or what you did maybe to yourself or what you may even done to someone else. So listen, lay it all out. Let God be the center. But in order for that to happen, you have to learn to forgive yourself then you could be intimate with God then you can love then you'll understand how to truly have God as your center